Welcome to the Beaver Bulletin, your new favorite weekly podcast from Buena Vista University's The Tack. Here giving you all of the news and updates from the last week, I'm your host, Colin Imhoff, and don't forget to go check out all of the other great articles that The Tack has to offer. Let's see what's on the bulletin board for this week of November 8th, 2020. Today on the bulletin board, we've got Diversity and Inclusion Week here at BVU, possible distribution methods for a possible coronavirus vaccine, and of course, the event of the week, the final results of the 2020 presidential election. All of that and more to come on this week's episode of the Beaver Bulletin. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, scroll on down to the description and you can go check out these articles for yourself. Now, to our first story. Our first story on the board is Diversity and Inclusion Week at BVU. Buena Vista University sits in Storm Lake, one of the most diverse towns in Iowa. With that, many different types of ethnicities and cultures attend BVU. The Center for Diversity and Inclusion at BVU is in charge of educating students on these different cultures and this year decided to host a variety of events to educate the student population. I got a chance to sit down with junior Christina Jackson, who is the president of the Multicultural Engagement Leadership Team, or MELT. Here's what she had to say about the events going on this week. Uh, Would you just like to explain uh, what Diversity and Inclusion Week is and what's really the whole idea behind it? Also, yeah, Diversity and Inclusion Week is just like a week full of celebrating and like education, fun events, and um, just getting the community um, involved outside community and BV community involved and celebrating um, the different parts and aspects of what diversity is. So usually when people think about diversity, they think of like ethnicity and race and stuff, but there's so many parts of um, diversity, going with the foods you eat, your sexuality, your um, gender status, um, whether you have a disability or not. So like what we're doing this week is that um, each multicultural club uh, chose a day so under the CDI, there's MELT, Black Student Union, um, Asian Culture Club, Raices, and Alliance. So on Monday, we had a kickoff of the week to start it. So we sat out here in front of the CDI and we handed out free t-shirts. We got about like 350 to share amongst um, the student population and that went well. And then later in the evening on Monday, we had an alumni panel of color. So what that was is um, students of color from BVU who have graduated like almost about 10 years ago um, came on a Zoom call and we all joined on it and we asked them questions about their careers, their life experiences, and like the world through their eyes of mainly from the perspective of a person of color and yesterday, Tuesday, was um, MELT event. So we had a scavenger hunt. So it was a multicultural scavenger hunt. So there was different questions um, placed around the forum. The first five winners was speed and considering accuracy. So for first place um, winners, they got $75. Second place got $50. Third, fourth, and fifth got 25 each respectively. Today, Raices is having a make your own piñata, a little craft kit and everything. And I think um, earlier at noon, there was a disability awareness talk that went on. 
Thursday is the the Black Lives Matter dialogue, along with the um, ribbon pinning. Friday. Okay, so Alliance is hosting a gender and sexuality identities display. So a lot of people are under-informed about um, gender and sexualities and intersexualities. So that would be like a good display to like educate people on like the different things and what the separation on the definitions and like different categories, if you want to put it that way. And then like how people intertwine in intersectionality. Okay, we talked about a lot there, a lot about diversity and inclusion. And the biggest question I think I have for you is why do you think it is so important to educate people on uh, a lot of the diversity, especially here around campus? Um, I think it's important, especially living in the U.S., like, you're going to run across multiple people from diverse backgrounds, whether it is revolving around their ethnicity, their gender identity, sexuality, whether they have a disability or anything, and, like, no matter where you go in your career workplace, you're going to have to work with people, and, like, you, hopefully everybody wants to be respectful enough to people and, like, having conversation to, like, know these things and, like, know how to respectfully ask and not just be ignorant, even if you are ignorant, you know, like, I think we can appreciate the, um, how diverse we are individually, but mostly we can appreciate how we include that and how we live, like, uh, coexistently, um, with our individual groups and how we get along. Big thank you to Christina and the rest of the diversity and inclusion staff for putting together a fun educational week for all of the students. If you have any questions, feel free to go down to the Center of Diversity and Inclusion and they'll be willing to answer any of your questions. Next up on the board is pre-ordered Thanksgiving meals here in Storm Lake. Boswell's, a favorite locally owned restaurant here in Storm Lake, continues providing Thanksgiving meals despite a pandemic. The event is called Caring is Sharing, and this is the 10th anniversary of the Caring is Sharing event here in Storm Lake. Sydney Bosley, the owner of Boswell's, as well as a Storm Lake High School and BVU graduate, is the mastermind behind the idea. However, Bosley did not want her annual event to affect the health of the community, so she decided to make it a curbside pickup or delivery-only event. In the past, the entire Stormlight community would gather at the Lake Avenue Lounge and enjoy a Thanksgiving meal together. Clearly, this year that was not the best idea. However, the meal is something that the community still needs as it is how some Stormlight residents eat on Thanksgiving. The meal is free will donations and volunteers do all of the cooking, delivery, and cleanup. Make sure to pre-order your meal by November 20th if you live in the Stormlight area. If you would like to volunteer, the link to the Facebook post will be in the description. Now to our third story on the board with Iowa's enormous rise in coronavirus cases in the past week. On November 12th, the state of Iowa surpassed 170,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus. This is scary as on just Sunday, November 8th, the state just surpassed 150,000, meaning over 20,000 new cases have been reported this week alone, along with 30 new deaths only on Thursday, bringing the total to almost 2,000, including a 38-year-old man who died only days after testing positive. Iowa's current seven-day rolling average sits at 18 deaths, which is by far the highest it has ever been. Hospitalization has also skyrocketed as over 1,200 people now sit in Iowa hospitals awaiting treatment. 
Iowa is not the only state to see spikes in the past week, as many other Midwestern states are seeing similar increases. With these increases, many of Iowa's public high schools, especially in the Des Moines area, have requested to go completely online. One thing is certainly clear here, and that is that the pandemic is far from over. This has been the largest spike the U.S. has seen in cases, and to keep yourself and others safe, please wear your mask and refrain from large social gatherings. Moving to number four on the board with the release of the PlayStation 5. After the PlayStation 4 became the second best-selling console of all time, everyone wondered what Sony had for us next. The answer was the PS5, which at this time is sold out everywhere. All of Sony's pre-orders sold out in under 10 minutes on the original pre-order date, and now the next two shipments of the PS5 are sold out as well. Even major retailers who have encouraged people to order stuff online to avoid people camping outside of stores during the pandemic have sold out of the new PS5. Walmart's website actually crashed when they initially put up pre-orders for the PS5 because of all the traffic it was receiving. There are two versions of the PS5, the regular PS5, which starts at $500, and the PS5 Digital, which starts at $400. If one thing is clear during this pandemic, it's that people all over the world need to be entertained, and console gaming is one of the most popular ways to do that. With the Xbox Series X similarly being sold out almost everywhere, don't plan on getting any of these next-gen consoles for Christmas. Coming to our fifth story on the board with distribution methods for a possible coronavirus vaccine. Pfizer, an American pharmaceutical company, has developed a vaccine for coronavirus that is claimed to be more than 90% effective. From the beginning of this pandemic, it was clear that the key to stopping it was a vaccine. For months, scientists across the globe have been working and testing trying to find something that works, and now here we are. Pfizer is awaiting the go-ahead from the Food and Drug Administration that they are expected to get in the coming weeks. The new problem then becomes making millions of doses of the vaccine and shipping it all over the country to hospitals. Millions of needles and syringes will be needed to distribute the vaccine, as well as medical workers needing to be trained on how to give the vaccine as well as store it. The vaccine works in two doses, both shots, with the second dose being taken four weeks after the first one. Another problem that is sure to come up is all of the people who don't want to get vaccinated. With this vaccination being so new, it would be surprising to see every American being willing to take it. But let's hope that this vaccination will work and put our world back on track. The final thing on the board is, of course, our event of the week, the final results of the 2020 presidential election. As I'm sure you have all heard and or seen on Twitter or other social medias, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the election, 279 electoral votes to 217. This was the first time since 1992 where the current president failed to win re-election for a second term. This was the highest voter turnout the U.S. has seen since 1900, and Joe Biden received the most presidential votes in history with over 77 million, surpassing Obama's previous 69.5 million set in the 2008 election. This election was unlike any other as millions of absentee ballots were casted and it took days to properly count and decide a winner. Down the final stretch, Pennsylvania flipped blue to push Biden past the 270 mark. However, controversy continues as President Trump is filing multiple lawsuits for systematic fraud. Many of Trump's tweets are now being hidden on Twitter. Biden and Harris have their inauguration scheduled for January 20th. Kamala Harris will become the first female vice president and the highest elected female official in U.S. history. 
And that's the end of election season, folks. We'll see you all in 2024. That's all on the bulletin board for this week, folks. Make sure to come back next week for more great stories and updates. Remember, if any story interested you and you would like to read more, links to all of the articles are in the description. Also, don't forget to go check out more of the great articles from the tag. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Beaver Bulletin. I'm your host, Colin Imhoff, and I'll see you all next week.